and uh, we have audio synced. Hopefully. Hopefully. I think that will be useful. <laughs> ah, this is great. This is going great. This is going great. Also, um, I've been doing a lot of like, I've been doing a lot of research on copyright music. So it turns out, Club Penguin music is actually copyrighted, and I don't think I can actually use it for the official thing. So. No. <laughs> while while I do my intro, you can just hum it. You're just like. I'm just kidding. I will I will add music later. All right. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Chicken Drummies. Thank you for joining us today as my friends and I talk about anything and everything to our heart's content. My name is Lillian and let's see what we can drum up today. I am joined today by chemistry jester and nugget fanatic Lisa, who would rather look like a nerd than be dead. Hi Lisa, thanks for being here today. <laughs> Hi, that's a great intro. <laughs> okay, I love putting like a little, like just a little jingle right in front of all of my friends' introductions, always a hoot. Um, and like, I think my friends like it. If they don't, um, I'm so sorry. They have no say in that whatsoever. It's completely all me. That's fair. Yeah. It's a very accurate um, jingle intro. But how are you recently? Um, tired. Grad school's exhausting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you're doing medical chemistry. Yeah, medicinal chemistry. Um, mm-hmm. And I, you know, wasn't a chem major in undergrad, so there's <laughs> a lot of background information that I don't know that I am now learning uh, at a very desperate pace. <laughs> I was actually really curious because, like, when you applied, didn't won't they say like you have to have certain classes you need to have taken already before you join the program, or like are you able to just take them? As needed. So that's part of why I applied to pharmaceutical sciences slash medicinal chemistry programs as opposed to pure chemistry programs because, you know, I don't have PCHEM and all of the other painful things that I explicitly chose not to do. <laughs> um, so because these sort of more applied chemistry programs tend to be more generous with what they're willing to do. Um, and so they're, they sort of just told me it was fine and they looked at the kind of you know research background I had and they're like okay you did enough chemistry you probably know enough which <laughs> they were sorely sorely mistaken but um, it's fine and we've been sort of trying to make up for it and the professors know you know who was a chem major and who wasn't a chem major um, I made the maybe poor choice depending on who you ask to really specifically focus on chemistry and so I'm the only one in my division there's five of us that wasn't a chem major you can definitely tell when you look at our grades um but it's fine it's working out damn that sounds really really rough and i'm so glad that i'm not in your position <laughs> it's actually, fun actually scratch that scratch that i am actually in your position because um but it's like slightly less intense so my ag program which is called the agriculture dash plant sciences major mm-hmm. um turns out it's more ag than plant science <laughs> as oh, i had no. hoped for and like i had um i have a group of five people in my cohort including me mm-hmm. and um they all know everything about ag and i know next to nothing about ag they're just like oh like what's your favorite crop it's like wheat or like like corn and it's like what kind of corn like blue corn and i'm just like i like mustard so i guess <laughs> No, that's exactly how I feel. And like, we're so my worst class this semester is my spectroscopy class. Um, And our first day of going over mass spec, they were like nodding along with the professor and they like totally knew what was going on. And I was on the train home and I like wanted to cry. I was like, 
what's a precursor ion? <laughs> like, I don't. Oh, no. It was so bad. And even now in NMR, like, I did NMR so much in undergrad, and now, like, oh boy, what's a coupling constant? That's a great question. I was, um, I was like, in this really awkward predicament where um, I'm in this grad student class mm -hmm. where like they just basically teach you everything that you need to know about being a grad student like oh how to do research how to conduct experiments how to do your presentations and like they have like relatively easy assignments but um it's very telling when some of these assignments are just not aligned with ag <laughs> and um uh, we have we have this one assignment where we had to do an article critique our professors were really really nice they said that oh you can like choose an article of your choice and then like you'll do um, a critique on it so like oh what, what what they did was like good or like what they did was like bad like just list them out and like everyone chose everyone in my plant science cohort obviously chose something plant science related mm -hmm. but it's on a different scale <laughs> so they would go like oh this is how efficient like fertilizer can reach like hundreds of acres of corn and then i'm just like yeah, I'm looking at how, like, what genes actually make plants age faster, and it's only specifically limited to just one plant. <laughs> no, nothing else. <laughs> and it was, I, I, every time I do this, I'm just like, oh, man, I'm in the wrong major, but that's fine, because a master's program is only two years. That's and true. I'm actually having a lot of fun. I think it's good to, like, branch out a little and be like, you know what, I, I, can, I can do teeny weeny little sciences, and I can do big science, you know? For sure. Yeah, I actually, um, so I'm doing like a pumpkin patch thing, right? Mm -hmm. And what's really funny is that I actually met a girl who went to the same high school as me, and we were only a year apart. Oh. Yeah, I've never seen her before <laughs> in my whole life, nor has she. But like, I told her, I was like, oh yeah, I live in like Cyprus, so it's kind of far away. She's like, oh, I live in Cyprus. Duh. And I was like, oh, did, did you go to like Oxford Academy? You know, the better, smarter high school? <laughs> She's like, no, I, I went to Cyprus. And I was just like, oh. Oh wait a second! <laughs> wait, what? How old are you? I'm like, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm a senior. I'm just like, oh, I have have we met before? And she's like, I don't think so. I don't remember you. I'm just like, I don't remember you either. And then like, because we were both wearing face masks, we both just pulled it up <laughs> at the same time, trying to recognize each other's faces, and like, it just didn't work. Um, but like, we kind of went, we we went, we got over that really quickly. And then she was like, oh, so. What are, what's your major right now? And I'm just like, oh, I'm a grad student doing like, you know, ag plant science. And she's like, oh, that's cool. Okay, like I'm plant science um, oh. in like the agriculture department. Uh -huh. I was like, oh, wow, okay, uh, stars are aligning and like we actually have a lot in common. That's nice. Until she dropped this on me. So she was like, oh, cool. So like, uh, where did you go for your undergrad? And I'm just like, oh, I went to like another Cal State. And then she's like, what's your major? I'm just like, oh, I did uh, molecular cell biology. And then she paused, and then she looked at me, and then she's just like, what? You did molecular cell biology, and you chose to come to this easy-ass major called ag plant science? And I'm just like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I was so taken aback. I, like, almost dropped my pumpkin that I was holding in it. What is this self-hate for her own major? Whoa. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, oh my god, why do you hate your own major so much? <laughs> she was just like, no, 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 it's not that. It's just that your major is so difficult. Why would you choose to, like, go for, like, something so easy? And I'm just like, I, it, it's not easy for me. <laughs> also, you're a grad student. That's, like, a different... <laughs> I was so taken aback. I'm just like, oh my god, 
I want to be friends with you, but that question was like too much to me. It was too much for me. We cannot overcome this hardship. We cannot overcome this hardship. Sorry, stars are no longer aligning. <laughs> They've moved. Dang, that's crazy. I don't think I've ever heard anyone call their own major easy. I think it's because, um, okay, this is just me not projecting because <laughs> I, I didn't go through the same thing, but I'm speculating that she probably did um, some other major before she did plant science. And then maybe she transferred. Got it. You know? That would make yeah, sense. So maybe, maybe that's a thing. I don't know. Or maybe like she just had some really terrible friends that kept telling her her major's the easiest major there is and she somehow believed it. Because like I don't think plant science is a really easy major, but at the same time, it's also out of my comfort zone. Right. So it makes sense for me to feel a little bit unfamiliar with the territory. I'm not saying this major is very difficult. I'm not saying it's easy. It's just different. There. All the plant science people can calm down and not come for me later. Very diplomatic answer. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. We, we strive for a PC environment in this podcast got it fair enough yeah have you have you like encountered anything like that has anyone asked you about your undergrad and be like wow your major is so difficult (laughs) uh not really although i've gotten a lot of why would you switch to chemistry and it's honestly kind of funny because i spent all of undergrad like laughing at people who are switching from biology to chemistry because you're always saying oh they made the wrong choice like it's usually the other way around (laughs) but alas here and i find i now find myself having done the bad choice (laughs) and like the thing is the people that you made fun of they actually did it when they were you know when they're in the right mindset yeah they know that they had to switch it before they graduated from undergrad and here you are (laughs) yeah in grad school completely unrelated to your undergrad it's it's fine but that's fine fine. but i will say since i'm technically in a pharmaceutical sciences program we're taking a lot of like drug discovery classes and um a lot of them are pretty molec based so I have a better background in that stuff than the rest of them. Like on our last exam, our oh, prof- do you really? Yeah. Like, do they, they have like less molecular knowledge as they do chem? Because oh, okay. a lot of them are all like straight chemistry. Like they haven't looked at, Oof. I don't know, glucose in like <laughs> years. You know what I mean? And like our last exam, <laughs> the professors totally ignored what they had said they would be testing us on. Um, and so for one of the sections, it was all basically just like facts about biomacromolecules and they were all like completely lost. And I was just like, oh yeah, I learned that sophomore year. I learned that senior year. (laughs) (laughs) You see, I actually, I actually find a lot of comfort in like, um, being a little bit different from like what we're very used to. And I feel like it gives us so much flexibility in a sense, even though it's really, really, uncomfortable at first to be in such in such a foreign field that is like kind of different from what we're used to but like we see a lot of gaps that can be closed in a little bit more definitely yeah, lisa's nodding you guys can't see i'm nodding talking. very intently <laughs> you're not <laughs> nodding vigorously um no i think it's true because like i feel like we have a much more like a, a wider background and so i feel like we can be applied to different things whereas people who you know, have focused on the same little niche thing from beginning to end, I feel like just don't get to have that experience. So I don't regret right. yeah. switching fields, even if it's like the <laughs> hardest thing I've ever done. <laughs> you don't you don't regret it yet. And I don't think you will. I don't think you will. I think I you're doing not. pretty okay so far. Yeah. We'll see. I think you're doing fine. Thank you. Me, me on the other hand um, you're doing my, fine so, stop 
my 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 updated uh okay so my favorite crop right now is potatoes <laughs> no i'm just kidding my favorite crop is actually um like grapes from the california vineyards it's actually really cool so um i actually took some classes where they talked about the economic damages that uh, california has sustained since we had some like like pest problems dude okay you're gonna flip we so california recently sur- like not so recently recently surpassed the um the gross production value of citrus over florida literally the orange state we That's surpassed crazy. it and it's insane and the reason why is because of a thing called acp i'm not going to say the full name because i completely don't forget like don't remember how to <gasps> pronounce it but acp is basically this tiny little bug that infests nothing but citrus trees mm-hmm. and so this asian dude <laughs> brought over his kumquats from Vietnam to Florida <laughs> introduced and introduced Florida, <laughs> and introduced Florida to ACP. Like, when I heard that, I almost wanted to just turn off my camera because I'm, just, I'm like, one of the few Asian kids in that class. I'm just like, uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's, like, the most Asian Vietnamese. thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I know! I know! <laughs> Like, only, only Asians would do this kind of bullshit. Like, you would bring, like, a super deadly, like, bug, a super bug that reproduces, like, crazy and targets only citrus to the most citrus-dense area of the United States. <laughs> and that made me yeah. laugh so hard, but I felt so bad for Floridans. I'm so sorry. Y'all are crazy, but, like, look, I like your orange juice. Sorry um, for stealing your oranges. So, Sorry for stealing your oranges, man. We didn't mean to. But, like, okay, so, like, after um, Florida has had their problem with ACP, I think this was, like, in the late 80s. Um, in the 90s, it spread to Texas. And then after it was spread to Texas, and recently, in, like, 2008, it spread to the southern part of California, which is the densest area to have citrus in right. the state of California. So, right now, our um, our agriculture department, like, of the government agency portion like everyone's just trying super hard going ham just trying to get this bug out of the state and it's not working so um i don't know about you guys but that actually spells out job opportunities for me in the future <laughs> <laughs> i don't give a Look, shit about the citrus department it's true <laughs> It's absolutely true, though. It's probably true. Like, okay, I don't know. I, I, I take that. I take back that statement of saying that I don't care about the citrus industry in California. I do to some degree, but like, do you hear that job recruiter? You, she cares about oranges. <laughs> give her a do job. Do you hear that? Do you hear that? Have you ever heard of a job before? <laughs> but no, like so, like when I when I learned about this fact about um like Asian spring kumquats into Florida, introducing ACP to an entire state of Florida, I just I just couldn't keep a straight face and i had to like close my camera because i'm just like oh my god that's that's literally the most asian thing ever (laughs) and i felt so bad (laughs) but i mean that's what asians do dude we take food on trips that we shouldn't take food like how do you get food from asia to here you smuggle it in your suitcase and wrap it in clothes like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's a universal universally asian experience Uh TSA, this girl's name is called Lisa. Uh, look her up and like, go through her suitcase and make sure she doesn't bring any stupid kumquats into any other state. <laughs> I won't take kumquats, I'll just bring mangoes. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> right, 
you see, like, I, after I've started taking these classes, I actually care about these things now. Like, you said that you're gonna smuggle mangoes in somewhere, I'm gonna go like, oh, don't do that. <laughs> you might bring bugs in. <laughs> no, I swear, we only bring packaged foods. Yeah, yeah, we do. Like, I have to, like, bring uh, dried fruits, mm-hmm. dried meats. Snacks. Here's the thing, though. So I don't. Snacks. When, when people say, like, oh, like, don't bring, like, meat into the country or whatever, I think they're, like, trying... They're trying to prevent something, but like, do they mean like raw meat? I've always thought they meant raw meat, because I feel like dry meat. Who does meat's that? Like, well, <laughs> who said that? Okay. Who does that? You just, have a, you just have a whole ass pig just sitting in your <laughs> suitcase. I mean, maybe in dried meat too. I don't know what dried meat carries. Dried meat carries nothing because it's dry. That's what I thought. Maybe we it's should be protein. food scientists. I guess you're closer to a food scientist than I am, but um. Food scientist actually has a lot of chemistry in it, so you might actually do pretty well in it. I could. You're not wrong. You could. I, I don't recommend eating what I have right now. I, I love how like you sound so sad. You're just like, yeah, I, I could. But instead, I did this instead. <laughs> instead, I decided to join Big Pharma. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that is hilarious. Yeah, no, like, Asians bring anything they can through, like, international airports. And TSA really does not catch anything that we smuggle through Mm-mm. into I, i'm not saying that we brought anything to california this is like for the fbi that is listening <laughs> i swear <laughs> we, we didn't bring anything in. Here. yeah nothing in um but in. it's surprisingly easier than you would think to bring in food uh that you're supposed to declare but don't yeah especially during like um busy season mm-hmm. where everyone where everyone has things that they should they should declare but they don't and th- they just all funnel through TSA. Especially if you're flying in to an international airport in an area with a lot of Asians, like LAX. There's okay. only so much they can do. <laughs> we outnumber them greatly. They can't stop us all. They can't stop us all. <laughs> Which, I coincidentally, is the like... same mindset we have when speeding on the freeway. They can't stop us all. <laughs> Honestly, though, I'm just like, you can't, you can't stop. Maybe, maybe we should, like, as a camaraderie thing, like, when someone starts speeding and the police starts chasing after them, we speed we too. All speed. To just just <laughs> we all speed. <laughs> the entire freeway suddenly just, like, starts, like, fast forward by two times. <laughs> for those of you not in California, the rule of California for speeding is don't be the first one and don't be the last one. If you're in the pack, you can't get caught. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. In California, um, the laws are just suggestions. They're just suggestions. The speed limit, add like 20. No, 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 no. The speed limit, that's a minimum speed. (laughs) You get, no, for real, you get honked if you're going at speed limit. You're going too slow. Yeah, yeah, people people will honk at you if you go, um, like, at speed limit. Mm -hmm. You always have to go beyond far beyond yeah so i'm in i'm in illinois now and i was driving Mm -hmm. and they actually followed well not in chicago in the city they go too fast like in california it's very comforting but once you get out to like the suburbs they like actually follow the speed limit and it like i was like unintentionally tailgating people it was awful (laughs) are you telling me that the citizens of illinois are actually um law-abiding citizens it would appear so it would appear so Oh, that's nice. What a concept. That's me nice. Yeah, kind of relate. The moment I enter the Los Angeles, the greater Los Angeles area, it's uh, yeah, it's like it's like Tokyo drift for me. Mm-hmm. It's like LA drift. It's good. Yeah, and everyone hates you. Everyone hates you no matter how fast you drive. Yes. You will get honked at no matter what at least once. Yes. 
Although that happens in the city too. I feel I've discovered people here use their horns much more liberally than they do in California. So like if you haven't moved in the 0.000001 seconds that is taken since the light turned green, you've now been honked by three people. Like <laughs> you need to you need to bring a crystal ball with you when you go drive so that you can predict when the light is turning green. <laughs> Start moving ahead of time. Start moving ahead of time. And that goes for everyone else too. Yes. Wait, so like do you um do you take like public transportation in the city or like do you still drive and then like what what's the what's the transportation situation? So, I take the train most days. Um if I'm going grocery shopping, especially if I'm going to go buy rice, I drive because I don't want to lug that around on the train. Um but I take the train to go to school and stuff. It's like a 10-minute walk to the station and then the station basically leads straight to school. So Damn, 10 minute 10 minute away from the station. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. That's it's a little nice. noisy. You can hear the train every 7 to 15 minutes. Uh but I don't know, you get kind of used to it. And it's really nice to take public transport. I don't have to think when I'm commuting now, which is quite nice. You also don't have to worry about uh, you know, sketchy people. Cuz like I took the public transportation on uh, for LA once and um I don't want to sit down anymore yeah. in public transportation yeah. areas. It it can <laughs> still really be kind of sketchy. It helps because of COVID, so like a lot of people get to work from home, so the trains aren't that full. Um and for the most part people wear masks. I will say though, mm-hmm. Friday I think it was. Um so I usually sit in the front car because my parents are asian and told me that that's the safest place to sit i don't know if it's true but it's what we're it's what we're doing it's <laughs> yeah i love it like you said that because like that's kind of true for taiwan too where like um in taiwan we have um like these uh this metro stations and mm-hmm. they have areas designated for women and children during late at hours and it's usually the front one towards like the front yeah yeah so yeah. i makes sense. i sit there's in some, the front there's some there's some asian wisdom in there there there's it some is asian wisdom in there yeah um and this guy so the train was moving and this guy like bursts through the door connecting the first and second train which by the way has a gap between it on a moving train <laughs> and oh he slams through that door and he has this jacket and he's clearly like a man experiencing homelessness and he doesn't have a mask and he's a little scruffy and he takes this jacket and he starts swinging it like a lasso as he's walking down the train and he slams it that's not a homeless person lisa that's just a regular chicagoan <laughs> he slams it against the driver door to the point where the door like vibrates back and forth for a few minutes and then he comes back oh, down to the middle and like he just sits down super angrily in the middle and like man spreads to cover like the three chairs around him and everyone around him just gets up shifts to the ends of the car and sits back down <laughs> so it was it was an interesting day but he just seemed very he wasn't wearing a mask the whole time the driver like played the announcement that was like ladies and gentlemen please for the safety of our CTA workers wear a mask blah 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 and he like just grumbled he literally like moved yep so you know okay, so i'm i'm glad to hear i'm glad to hear that like everyone across the united states still there's still a population that hates wearing masks oh yeah definitely definitely mm, it's fun yeah it's why we've still got this great pandemic going hey you know what it keeps my podcast alive so uh, i can't complain <laughs> fair enough <laughs> Like this is literally the reason why I started my podcast is because everyone's just so bored out of their minds during quarantine. 
And like um, when I first started, I was just like, you know what? I might as well just use this time to like, you know, connect with my friends again, like have a good conversation with them, make fun of people, and then like make fun of ourselves. It's gonna be a good time, you know. It's gonna be a good time. It's a good I, podcast. I, I, I like. I'm. I, I messaged. I messaged uh, some of my friends, and like, and like you included. You guys were so enthusiastic and made me so happy. I'm just like, oh my god, yes, my friends actually care about what I do. Thank God. Of course we do. No, it's a great like <laughs> idea. Like I, I think that we're all. I mean, not to toot our own horns, but I feel like we're pretty interesting people. Or at least we. I think so too. We we have a lot of observational humor. I feel like so it's it's fun to to chat. And I missed you. I don't know. I haven't seen you in a long time. Oh, <laughs> I missed you too. Okay, I'm I'm really happy. And also, like I do agree. I think all of my friends are very very funny people. <laughs> oh, cool. They, they're funny Thanks. on different. They're funny. They're funny on different occasions, and like they have different senses of humor, which I absolutely love. We love diversity. We love diversity. Yes, we do. Here. Yeah, yeah, and like. <laughs> Like I bring, I bring the chaoticness, so much of chaos, the humor. I, huh, yeah, yeah, but like, <laughs> I mean, I love it. It's great. There's a reason we're still friends, but so chaotic. There's a there's a reason why you tolerate me, and like I, yeah, no, I think that um, this podcast is like a super fun thing, and um, I'm not going to plug my Patreon in just because, like, you know, I don't I don't want to tie money to this whole thing. <laughs> I found out a way to publish these things for free, so I don't need—I don't really need a Patreon anymore. So that's nice. Did you have a Patreon at some point? I literally set it up yesterday, but I was trying to get around it. So I was trying to make this as free as possible. Um, but like, apparently, when I set up the podcast and I, if I want to publish it to Spotify, I need to have something called an RSS feed. And the official RSS feed requires you to have a membership that charges you nine dollars a month which is not which is nothing and that's only that's the only reason why i set up a patreon so that i, I don't have to pay nine dollars <laughs> every single month i just need a ten dollar limit <laughs> but um but like so thankfully brandon my wonderful wonderful brandon he found a great service um called anchor.fm where you can actually upload your podcast episodes for free and they will actually distribute it for you oh. i think what they do is they might just like interject an ad or two mm-hmm. in there um but like if i do at some point get patreon support i can completely go ad free and like still be able to support it so that would be really cool but if wow. not whatever like ads are not a thing that i care about and like if my listeners care about ad um Whatever. Yeah. Wow, this is so official. <laughs> I think like only my friends would listen to this podcast, and um, it like it like varies. <coughs> I choked on my own spit. This is fun. <coughs> we're professional. We're professional. Hang on, give me a sec. We're so we're so professional. <coughs> I was nodding so vigorously that my choke went on my my spit went on the wrong pipe. <laughs> All right, we're good. We're back. Do you, do you want me to edit that out? <laughs> it's up to you. If you think it has comedic value, you can keep it. But uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put elevator music over you drinking water. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. So like, I've also been um, um, just trying to make sure that this is as legal as possible. So unfortunately, I had to like forego a lot of the very like meme um, sounds and jingles because mm. apparently they're copyright protected and like some people really are sticklers for these kinds of things. And I respect that. You know, you don't you don't want to infringe on anyone's right, especially now. Um, so I'll, I'll definitely try to like keep this as legal as possible, but uh, no guarantees. Please don't sue me. 
whoever you are out there. If you're suing her, I take no uh, responsibility and <laughs> please have mercy on at least one broke grad student. Lisa is the co-owner of this podcast, <laughs> which is not true. I am the only owner of this podcast. Legal statements, legal, statement. legal reasons, asterisks, and like parentheses, all that good stuff. <laughs> Yeah, but like this is yeah, this is this is a really good. You know what? I'm gonna toot my own horn. I think this is a really good idea. At least I get to chat to my friends. You know, mm-hmm. like all the other pizzazz. It's just like a pet project because I really get tired of just doing the same thing over and over again. So you want, you know, we want to spice it up a little. No, we I get spice it. Spice it up a little. I get it. Yeah. In uh, in fairness, of all of my friends, you'd be the one to start a podcast, and I think you would do it the most effectively. So. Oh. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I see that we are only complimentary to each other when we are 2,000 miles away. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I have to like, I like move away from the mic so that I can cough. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're so professional. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, and like, um, I, so before I, so you are the, first person to do this like semi-official i would say that this is like a beta version of the podcast the alpha version was done with um a couple of um other my friends and like they were super amazing they were they bring like really good energy Mm -hmm. to the table too um but like my mic quality wasn't that great and uh we had a little bit of like you know technical difficulties yada 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 copyright infringement not getting sued yada 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 (laughs) so like you know yeah so like i'm 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 trying to redo this thing but the proper way trying to you know give my podcast at least a little bit of a little bit of a limelight sure. the legal kind you know for my fbi fans out there uh, this is legal completely legal no illegal activity whatsoever certainly not certainly not none whatsoever the more we pu- we've uh milk this the more it feels like there's illegal activity going on there's nothing illegal <laughs> going on all right moving on <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um. Are you Are you planning on getting like another hairless cat or? Um. Is that, like actually off the table. I think it's off. The- so for uh, all of Lillian's listeners here, um, I was thinking about getting a cat when I moved for grad school, starting I'd say early February. It's now October, um, and so. A couple weeks ago, I became very impulsive, which is a very not me thing to do. And I filled out an application to meet some cats. And I met the perfect cat. She was like, she didn't like other cats, so she wanted to be alone, which is perfect. Um, She was all four paws declawed, which for her is terrible. And I hate that somebody would do that. But as someone with Asian parents who don't like animals, the idea of having a cat that can't tear up furniture is great. So that was cool. And she was like the sweetest, sweetest cat. Um, And I am um, mildly allergic to cats. Um, But I figured that if I just take, you know, allergy pills every morning, it would be fine, right? And so I go and meet this cat on Sunday. I like fall in love with her. We go back on Monday and I adopt this cat and she's great. She's exploring. She like was annoyed with me that I was keeping her cooped up in the bathroom on that evening, which is what you're supposed to do. So I just let her out and she was like, great. 
Um, and on Tuesday morning, I woke up and coughed a little and I was like, it's fine. I'll just take an allergy pill and we'll be great. Um, and then so I took the allergy pill. It was great. I went to school. I came home. I started breathing and I started wheezing. And I was like, oh, hmm, maybe it's getting worse. No, it's fine. And we continued this cycle till Thursday or Friday, at which point my friend said, I'm going to take her for the weekend because you can't breathe. And um, it turned out to be true. She took her for the weekend and I deep cleaned my apartment. And the difference at which the like my ability to breathe was genuinely noticeable and upon looking back at videos of me playing with her you could hear me wheezing in the background so um she had to go back to the shelter because turns out i'm allergic to her so will i be getting a hairless cat i'm not sure i want to go through the emotional turmoil of falling in love with another cat (laughs) only to return them a week later so the very short answer to a very long-winded story is probably not maybe a hamster I'm so sorry for your loss. Um, I, your cat, your cat looked adorable. She was so like, sweet. I saw her on I I saw her on your Instagram feed, and like I I would have adopted that cat if I could. Um, but I, I've noticed uh, you, you probably noticed this. I was taking some notes when you were saying your story because I noticed something very very interesting that you said. Um, you said that you were not at all impulsive. I beg to differ. What? <laughs> I beg to differ. In what way, girl? Literally. Okay, so um, we went to the same summer internship program and we lived together yes, we did. For, for a while it was and, um, it was like two, two weeks in two 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 weeks in you said you want to get a tattoo okay and you want me to go with you <laughs> but 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 let me amend that one i have wanted a tattoo for years and i've just never done it and two we are now a year out from that summer internship do either of us have tattoos i think not <laughs> so do not start you you literally scared the shit out of me because you were so convincing and I almost let you do I it. Really I really was. was. Like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I was like, yeah, you know what? You know what? She should be a little like she's she's been a sheltered Fountain Valley girl her whole life. Yeah, I should I should let her like get a tattoo. And then like I was just like, oh wait, but I've actually already met her parents and her parents actually know me. Oh shit, I should probably not let her get a tattoo. <laughs> and we didn't actually get a tattoo. It was just, it was a oh, fleeting man. moment of rebelliousness at my first taste of freedom, you know? Yeah. And yeah. it was fine. Yeah. Yeah, at least you learned how to cook, so that's nice. I did. I've made your curry a lot since moving out. <laughs> Is that the only thing you've it's been It's not eating? the only thing I can make. It's not the only thing I've been right. eating, but I do have some in my fridge right now, so make of that what you will. Oh, that's good. That's good. Have you just been, like, cooking on your own right now, or, like, do you, like, buy food from... Half, half. It, it depends largely on how I'm feeling that day. If I've had a really crap day, the uh, Panda Express Orange Chicken Bowl continues to be a comfort food. Uh, I would get that a lot in undergrad when my reactions didn't work. And uh, there is now a Panda Express on my way home from school. So if I've had a really crap day, I'll get that. Um, but for the most part, I've been trying to cook on my own. I feel like it's healthier and cheaper. Um, and you know yeah. that yeah, grad school cook, cooking on your own definitely definitely helps yeah, yeah. that grad student budget is uh, not that you know welcome to take out so yeah like under undergrad budget is like something grad student budget is something completely mm-hmm. different i would say i'm making yeah, less it's, now it's than i was at long beach from rise like per hour i'm well. making less rise pays well rise did pay yeah, rise well rise pays well I'm salty yeah. that COVID stole yeah. my 
my my work time away from me. Yeah, I was fortunate enough to find um, a pretty decent paying job like right after undergrad, and like I did that for a little bit um, because I didn't think that I would get into any grad school programs. And uh, and you did. <laughs> I could, to to be to be fair. I kind of forgot that I applied to <laughs> like a hot second. I, Wasn't I it the first app you submitted? It's it, it. So it was like, so I didn't forget, forget, but like I put it in the back of my head and I somehow convinced myself to not remember the fact that I applied. And um, it almost, it almost became a thing where like I really didn't remember because they, they notified me so late that I got accepted. I got I got accepted maybe like two weeks before the program was supposed to start. It really was very late. And that was, it was so last minute. And um, I was like already super ready to just, you know, be a temp for like another three more months and then like taking a full-time position there. Um, and they paid pretty decently. It's just really chaotic to work there. But um, I have like very little to complain about for that uh, in terms of like where I worked. Um, and like, I really miss my patient. I know. I really miss it. I, I can imagine. <laughs> Yeah, but like thankfully, um, thankfully, Cal Poly is like relatively affordable, and that's really really nice. Especially because um, you're in state, dude. Yeah, it really really helps. Um, and like I don't plan on going straight for a PhD. I might just work for like maybe a couple of years, that's and good. then actually get my financial situation settled in before I like do anything else. Yeah, but like, <laughs> anyways. We were, uh, so me and my PI are actually discussing about, like, me getting paid while I'm at Pomona, which is really, really nice, because, like, a lot of master's programs don't, don't pay, pay yeah. their students. Yeah, but, um, apparently my PI is willing to put in that effort with me to, like, go through that whole process. Nice. So, um, I basically owe my life to her at this point. That's super um, cool. Her. She's really nice. I'm glad you have a good PI. I'm glad you have yeah. that. Me too, man. Yeah. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I I absolutely loved my my main undergrad PI, but like I've I've met some like not, not so great. stellar ones as well. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, but like it's fine, it's fine. I mean, I'm kind of over it, kind of not, kind of over it, but you know, really not. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Um, yeah, no, but like like in terms of like masters pro, as far as masters programs go, I'm really really happy with where I ended up in. Good. You know, and like I do I do plan on you know other farmy things plant science stuff mm -hmm. so that's cool that's an, that's exciting yeah. um plant breeding might be a thing that i want to do or like anything I, I definitely want to revert back to my molecular plant bio roots though sure. so that's cool yeah yeah root awakening i was like i don't really like dirt that much so <laughs> <laughs> isn't this coming from the person who like wanted to go be a farmer you literally I said that farmer, you picked but not this kind that has dirt. Because you wanted to play with the dirt. You said that. I played with dirt once and I didn't like it, so now <laughs> I take that back. Yeah. yeah, no, I think it's because, like, I think it's just, like, it's, everything is too big. And it's kind of hard to do controlled science when you have some, like something so big to cover you know you have to like worry about birds you have to worry about pests you have to worry about like soil moisture mm -hmm. all that weird stuff um but like like molecular plant science those are not your main concerns your main concern is whether or not you can pipette right right yeah you know and i i can pipette pretty well my hands are steady and i'm ready to party <laughs> whenever i whenever i do my uh, undergrad research no, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I've been, like, thinking a lot, actually, about, like, 
undergrad research compared to grad student research. Like, I'm really realizing that what what I learned to do in undergrad was really the good enough way. Like, we did it <laughs> right enough to get enough data. <laughs> but like, I think that's that that if it works, dude, it totally works. So now in grad school, I'm learning the actual right way to do things, and it's much more tedious. But it feels better. You know what I mean? Like it feels right. No, but he's the kind of guy that like would do things just enough, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's because yeah. like the PI that I was working for in my first rotation, uh, he's a very like particular do things by the book kind of guy. So he was yeah. So being in his lab really taught me how to do things right. I just started my second rotation today, and it's like a. Crapshoot, because like there is no guidance. The grad student mentor that I'm with sort of washed her hands of the situation. It's really weird. Um, yeah, so I don't know how the second rotation is gonna go, which is why I told you that I was having a rough day. Which is why I'm very happy they're doing this today. <laughs> it's making me feel better. <laughs> I'm I'm glad that this podcast is、uh, giving you something to look forward to. Yes. But like, what do you what do you mean that it was like rough? Like, did you um did you even meet your PI for that rotation? So I had he was one of my interview. Professors and he was、okay. great. I like he's super friendly, super chill. I got super good vibes from him.、Um, and so,、okay. him and the other PI that I just rotated for were the, basically the two people I came to this school for. I was like, I'm going to end up、oh, in nice, one of their、okay. labs.、Um, and so, you know, I'd been dialoguing with him all summer and stuff. He just had a baby, so that's why I couldn't do first rotation with him. So I'm doing second one, and he's. Great, but he's more hands off than I thought he was. So、mm. he's sort of just given me to a grad student mentor, which isn't unheard of. That's what I did in the other lab as well. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this grad student mentor is just really one. I think she's just really shy and quiet. So she's not the kind of person to like take charge of the situation. So that alone is kind of difficult、mm. because I've literally never been in this lab before, and so obviously. When I'm like setting up a new reaction or something, I don't know where anything is. Like I don't know how they do it in this lab,、mm-hmm. um, and so, like at least for the first like week, I'll need a little bit of like, I'll need to like shadow her and see how she's doing things just to make sure I'm doing them correctly. But she sat in on the first meeting I had with him on like what we were going to be doing, and then we went to the office space, and she basically just sat down at her desk with her computer and like over the ear headphones and just like sat there and was typing, and I. It's like I don't know.、Oh, I don't know what to be doing right now. So I started, you know, looking up like procedures on Reaxis because they didn't give me any papers to be reading or like any protocol to go、oh, off、really? of. So they, they literally just plopped you into the lab and be like, "All right, go feral." Kind of. He he gave me like a general idea. He was like, "You're gonna be, you know, cyanating、okay. this, and like you'll be making this kind of compound." So like I had a general idea, but I mean there was no like physical paper. They I had. Like what they submitted for a grant, but I didn't have any like reference material,、um, so I was like looking on Reaxis and stuff. And then one of the postdocs who like knows who I am was talking to my grad student mentor and was like, "Yeah, the first thing I want Lisa to do is to learn how to use SciFinder and Reaxis and like any procedure that she does, she should have like literature precedent for." As if I wasn't sitting. Like two feet away. I don't know why they're referring <laughs> to me like an inanimate object. And best of all, I had Reaxis open on my screen when she said that I need to be learning how to use Reaxis. Like, excuse me. Clearly, I know how to use Reaxis. And oh man. So then they were talking, and like as they were talking, I found two or three different procedures I could use. And then I was gonna show it to her, 
And then she just sat back down and put her headphones on again. And I was like, I don't, I don't know what to do. And so I like tapped her on the shoulder and asked her some, for some reference material and stuff. It was just very awkward. And at the end of it, I wasted like four hours just sitting around, like tiptoeing around eggshells, trying to figure out what I should be doing. Um, yeah, so I just told her I'd set it up tomorrow because I had no more time to set it up that or today because I had class and I had left. So it's great. Yeah, that's, huh. that's rough. I feel very that's incompetent. Rough. I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah. I don't, no, don't, don't feel that way. I mean, like, obviously, like, every grad student interacts with new students differently. Some would be a little more hands-on than others. Yeah. Um, and, like, quite, and, like, quite frankly, I don't think it does anyone good if she doesn't help you with what you need to do. So, like, I think it, you just really need to give her some more time. But I must say, I've known you since undergrad, and I can always feel the physical stress <laughs> just kind of, like, pouring out of your pores, and I can feel that right now, and it's been, it's really nostalgic to feel that presence. <laughs> it's it's kind of scary to me that you could feel it over, like, a call like this. I don't know what that says about me. I, I can feel it. But, um, I can feel it. Absolutely. Sure. I wonder if you want to hear it on the podcast. Listeners, I apologize in advance for just the stress that I've created in this room. Oh, no. Hey, look, if, it, if you wanted it to be a stressful podcast, I'll make it a stressful <laughs> podcast. I was going to put, like, some relaxing jazz music in the outro and the intro, but, like, maybe I should put some, like, really stressful That sounds like a threat. No, not at all. Not at all. No. Not illegal whatsoever. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> You're that FBI man in yeah. my phone. Or FBI woman. Or woman. You never know. That's true. FBI person. My apologies. FBI person. Yeah. Yeah, you never know. You never know who's lurking behind your phone. Mm. So reassuring. That's a... I don't, I don't, I don't like that sentence. That I just said I take it back. <laughs> yeah. How many rotations do you have left? Uh, one more. So I have three total. And then at the end of it, I... I can't tell if I ask to join a lab or if I'm offered a position in a lab, but the one I really want to be in is the first one I rotated in. That was the guy that I met in November where I showed you pictures of him and you immediately went, future PI, future PI. Um, oh, yeah. Now we are a year <laughs> later and really maybe future PI. <laughs> I have future PI, future PI. Um, so we'll see, but he's got five people rotating in his lab and he's got two spots available. So mm -hmm. I don't know if we'll or if I'll be able to. So you're going a spot. to you're going to get you're get, you're going to you're going to secure that spot, however legal way you can, right? Yes. Well, I really bonded with his like favorite student because we are like the same person. It's kind of scary. The law. <laughs> the better we got to know each other. I was there for two months. The better we got to know each other, the more like it was like the Spider Man. Oh, I don't know if I could say this for legal reasons, but it's like the Spider Man meme. Where like we constantly just like. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you are you looking out for me in terms of like copyright? I am, I am, yeah. um, because yeah, remember this is a completely legal podcast. But <laughs> it was insane. <laughs> like we're both like type A plus, <laughs> and oh, um, yeah. I don't know. She's also an only child. We had very similar like backgrounds. Um, and she's just, yeah, we were we just like, we think about things the same, we worry about the same things, it was kind of insane. So I'm hoping that I've been, managed to like snag her to my side, so if he asks who he should take, she can vouch for me. But 
we'll see. That's a good strategy. I, I, I kind of wish that like I had that same interaction with the girl that I met at the pumpkin patch, but no, she just straight up questioned my, uh, my career <laughs> goals. But, like, whatever, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> How dare you sink to this level of us ag plebeians? <laughs> straight up was just like why did you choose something so easy and i'm just like i never go for easy if you know me you can say that <laughs> it's true <laughs> nothing is easy for me it's always the hardest it's way because out because i al- i always choose the hardest way possible it's true it really is true it's intentionally or unintentionally so but it is true I still, I still tell some of my friends to this day that like all of the chemistry classes that you and I have taken in undergrad, we've always chosen the worst professor out of the bunch, except for the very first semester. Even him. Oh, her. oh, her. I thought you meant the first. I thought you meant. I thought you meant the first semester of Orgo. <laughs> Miss Grew. Miss Grew was okay. Her name wasn't actually Miss Grew for the listeners. She just sounded a lot like Grew from Despicable Me. Um, she was okay. We did. I think we did okay in her class. I didn't get I an A. I got a C in the class. I think I got a B. <laughs> I don't remember. I think I got a B, and then like for the second semester. The second semester was really bad. And like that, that is that 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 was the that was the day that I realized that um, undergrad is actually not going to be as easy as same. Actually, the day we got yeah. the third exam back in gen chem 2 i will never forget that day because that was the day my brain went you're not gonna be a doctor you can't be a doctor with these grades (laughs) oh my god oh my god do you remember that conversation that you had with um our uh (laughs) our advisor and she straight up came for you she went for you dude she She straight up like murdered she just didn't like me i think is what it was she was a tiger mom (laughs) And I think I just caught her on one of her tiger mom days. Um, but she, yeah. yeah, she straight up told me that my GPA wasn't high enough, which she wasn't wrong. Um, and that I wouldn't make it, which like in retrospect, again, not wrong, but great to hear as a 17 year old in, in a very difficult major. Uh, who, not really. Who, who has already prepped who has already prepped for this career like maybe 15 years prior yeah, <laughs> yeah no, for someone who wanted to be a pediatrician from like middle school yeah not great um and i also remember that exact conversation with her she'd also i had asked her should i apply to rise or build and she was like well do you want to have a, do you want to get a phd and i was like i'm more sure that i don't want a phd than i am about going to medical school i said that line uh- and she went okay well then don't apply and then two years later, I was in Rise, and two years after that, I'm now in a PhD program. So. <laughs> <laughs> Who even knows anymore? Is like is the moral of my, my, my conversation. My, my my conversation with the same person went a little bit smoother, but I think it's only because she didn't expect much out of me. Oh. So I I had I had I had a sit down with her, and that was that was after I got my C in Gen Chem B, which is a five-unit course, which yeah. I think is ridiculous, It is. By the way. My GPA never so recovered from that I class. Dude, I was, like, I was, like, struggling between, like, a 2.8, 2.9, and a 3.0, 3.1, and, like, I've never struggled this hard <laughs> in my life before. <laughs> I truly and chalk it, it up help. to that class. It does not, it does not help with the fact that all of the other chemistry classes we've taken thus far has always been, like, the worst possible chemistry professor we could have taken and like i'm not i'm not blaming my chemistry professors for the terrible grades that i had um it really straight up was just because i think i was just like too overwhelmed and i absolutely i just took up like 
too many things at one time. But like the conversation that I had with our academic advisor, we sat down and she was just like, all right. She was like, she had my GPA like on the other <laughs> screen and I can see in the corner of my eye that she just saw that. She, just, she saw that 2.8 and I'm just like, ooh, <laughs> she's, gonna, she's gonna tear me apart. And then she's just like, all right, so um, what do you want to do? And I was like, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I'm not really sure. And then she was like, all right. I mean, at least you're honest. Um, what do you think you can do? And I'm just like, I don't know. Stop asking me these questions. <laughs> no, because I remember I had to meet with her early because I was declaring my major early because I came in with too many AP credits. So I declared before the rest of us, I think. And so I think she just expected more from me. And I went out, I, I went in saying I wanted to be pre-med and all of that. And she was just <laughs> took a shotgun and went pew, 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 pew. <laughs> That's not how a shotgun sounds like, but I get it. <laughs> I am a sheltered Californian kid. I don't know what guns sound like. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am a less sheltered Californian kid that's watched too many movies. But uh, yeah, no, like our, our conversation with um, our, our academic advisor. advisor was a little bit rough. Yeah. I don't think I ever saw her again after that. I don't think I ever went back to see her. Oh, really? Like ever. Really? You never went back to her again? I don't think so. What? I actually became friends with her. Oh, kind of. I did not. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I would like sometimes pop into her office and just be like, hey, how's it going? And really? Like, Get out of my office. <laughs> no, because I remember she was teaching immunology or something one year that I could have taken it. And I distinctly remember picking a different elective because I didn't want to take it with her, even though I was more interested in that than the, other, the elective I picked. Because I mean, it's also fair. I think you, I think you also made the right decision because... Um, as undergrad, like, I know that people kept saying that, oh, like, we want to get the best education we can out of, like, what we have and blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, like, you were already thinking about grad school, and so was I when we were, um, when we were, like, taking our courses. And you want to get a good grade. And sometimes, like, the best professors might be the toughest graders, and you kind of just need to, you know, find that balance point. I'm sure our academic advisor, like, is a fantastic lecturer, but she was notorious for being a very tough. Grader. She was, and I think, she, I think she would have been, a not like great the make or breaking point yeah. for like our GPA, you yeah. know. And I, I stand by my choice of like looking out for looking out for myself in terms of like the GPA stuff. I mean, like I also like learned pretty okay on my own as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty like self sustained learner, and I think you are too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I know. A little bit of orgo i think i think some orgo stuck with me but i think that's only because i was in an orgo lab and so i saw that kind of stuff over and over again um but like in biochem nothing gen chem i learned or i remember things only because again i use them in lab um Mm -hmm. yeah but okay i will say i don't know what life stage educational stage your listeners will be in but i My Google Home just decided to start telling me a scary Halloween story. Oh, that's fun. Hey, Google. Stop. Okay. <laughs> hey, Google. Don't. <laughs> um, but I will say, I'm a big proponent of taking... Oh, and, and now... <laughs> Sorry, now my, so now, now my phone was like... <laughs> I said, hey, Google, don't. And then I said, sorry, I don't understand. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. <laughs> I forgot that my phone is also listening. Well... Um, no, I'm a big fan of taking classes that you're interested in. Like, um, I have a lot of friends who took gerontology in undergrad just to get an easy A. And I feel like that's a waste because you're just 
paying money for a class you don't care about. So I think there's a difference yeah. between taking a class like that just to boost your GPA and picking a class within your courses that will suit your future goals better. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I think w- what we were trying to say was that like um, in terms because like we kind of know like what classes we need to take for our major and we want to make the best possible decisions for ourselves mm-hmm. um, within that range. So like don't take like a bunch of just weird like easy classes that you absolutely do not care about if you just want to boost your gpa that's like a complete waste of money and also your time mm-hmm. um as like a college student because like it's really really hard to get back into college studies um if you've already been out of school for a really long time too because like you lose that momentum yeah. and you definitely want to get the most out of your education when you can so like yeah like go go on to like rate my professor and like just try to find like the best possible professor ever don't go for the ones where they just don't even care about what you turn in for your assignment and just give you an a regardless that's almost worse yeah you want to learn yeah you still want to learn you don't want to just grab your gpa and go like i don't care if you graduate like with a 4.0 gpa if you if you can't even tell me like oh i have an example for that don't give me your 4.0 gpa if you are a second year pharmacy student who's taking a pharmacy calculations course that a phd student has to ta for and look at your quizzes and multiply 1.47 times zero moles over two liters and not get zero. I don't know how anyone graduates and multiply something by zero and not get zero. Also, what is zero moles over two liters? I don't even know what that is in terms of like, you know, calculation wise. I've never seen that. Did that that actually happen? It was on one of the quizzes I graded last week. Oh my god. They're older than me. They're second year pharmacy students. I'm a first year oh. PhD student. Like, straight up multiplied something by zero and did not get zero. Don't take a 4.0 GPA and get into pharmacy school and not be able to multiply things by zero. The drama. Yeah. There is some really oh weird, god. funky math that these kids are doing. I can't even call them kids. They're older than me. <laughs> <laughs> but these people are doing. There's some funky math, dude. So. Oh yeah so don't take just don't just take get a's for the sake of getting a's please actually learn something in your undergraduate career like how to multiply things by zero there you go you heard it here first <laughs> from hopefully someone. you didn't hear it here first like, yeah. hopefully you heard it from someone else and like we just kind of made that you know we underlined we it. underlined it from someone who has to grade these yeah damn that's that's insane. <laughs> it was really shocked. I cannot, I cannot, I cannot. Fat- and, and you said that that student has a four Well, I don't know, but they got into pharmacy school, which arguably is more well, competitive than graduate you do, you, school. You do need to have a high GPA. Yeah. yeah, you do need to have a high GPA to get into pharmacy school. And it's the yeah. top pharmacy school in Illinois. So, and it's number seven nationally. So, like, you know, they're not dumb. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this, but like, um. Like I have a I have a coworker in uh, my undergrad lab, and like he went to a Brown University for his internship. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if you remember that, but like he told us that there's a kid that went to Brown University and is an undergrad student there, who still doesn't know how to use the scale, and he's a junior. Hmm. Yikes! I feel yeah. like you learn how to use a scale when you're learning to like weigh yourself as a human, like. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? It's the same concept. You put it on the thing and it gives you a weight. Yeah, I don't... Here's the thing. 
here's the thing. I still want to reiterate the fact that like I am not salty at all, and I do truly believe that college is somewhat of a scam, especially in recent years. Just because like a lot of professors aren't getting paid the wages that they were supposed to get, especially for like the um, was that the non-tenured ones? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also like tuition has gone up pretty significantly over the past few decades, and I don't think our quality of education has gotten it. Like equally better. No, I agree, yeah. and yeah. I think we feel it less because we went to a state school, um, and yeah. so it's not as bad. But like people mm-hmm. who go yeah. to private schools are paying, they're hurting the most, way they're more the most. than they're getting back. Yeah, I mean maybe they get back like the networking opportunities and like the things that come with that name. But in terms of actual yeah. educational, like, give back, I don't know. I don't I'm I'm also I'm also less concerned for the people that are already able to like afford the upfront cost of going to a very expensive right. like Ivy League or like private school. I'm more concerned about the students that went in because of their high school merit that are from like a disenfranchised background sure. or like people that are like from low income families that are able to get into those private schools because like their parents and like they themselves are probably paying a lot of like a lot of money and a lot of time to get their kids to be able to stay in that school and you know for a fact that like even if they graduate they might not have the same equal chances as their peers mm-hmm. who like can just comfortably get into that school too so like it's just a whole like different can of worms that like we are probably not going to open today because i don't want to talk about yeah. that <laughs> no same but i, but I we touched, but we touched upon it we touched, we touched upon it. yeah it's it's a it's a lot and like no student is the same as the other we all have very different circumstances we have different learning methods some people fo- like might suffer from like um you know like focusing deficiency mm-hmm. or like maybe they just they, they're just like they're more of an audio learner than they are a visual learner and like you know all of these things are just like education is just very tailored to a specific type of learner with a very specific type of background and you know educational accessibility is just such a huge thing that um we unfortunately don't get to talk about as much especially since we're like in stem and like stem doesn't really talk about these kinds of things but like i know a lot of my social uh social science friends definitely would um at least like somewhat discuss this well i think it's also harder because i don't know how you could really adjust some parts of stem to become more like educationally diverse or like more accessible you know what i mean like mm-hmm. there's only so many mm-hmm. ways you can teach stoichiometry or like you know what i mean i don't know i just i thought yeah. about this kind yeah. of a lot like i feel like especially a lot of the more physical sciences like mm-hmm. the way that's currently taught doesn't really work for most people but i really also yeah. don't know how else you could do it yeah, especially since like the things that we have to learn are already based on laws of nature, which cannot really be altered right. no matter how hard you try. Right. And to 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 clearly illustrate these laws of nature, there's only very certain ways that you can show that just like you said. And quite frankly, what we're doing right now is really not enough for everyone to be able to be on the same level, mm-hmm. you know. It's it's hard. It's hard. And I I know that that's why like a lot of um classes want to integrate like labs, but like even labs do you feel like labs were very helpful? You know, I like felt like the labs that were separate were helpful. So like orgo lab yeah. was technically a separate class. I thought it was helpful because I'm in an orgo lab. Like the Molexel lab that we took as a senior elective, I thought that was helpful because I feel like the courses mm-hmm. that are specific or that are 
labs independently of the lecture are they put more work into developing developing it as a lab whereas the labs that are tacked on like gen chem lab <laughs> is useless because they don't have the time or resources to really make it into a class um yeah or like but then at the same time even if you threw in a lab like we didn't have a biochem lab but like would the biochem lab really have helped us learn the concepts i don't think so right and a lot of these um stem stuff are also very conceptual obviously this is like excluding computer science because right. like computer science is mostly algorithm and stuff like that but um in terms of like you know like physical science or um like biosciences we we still have so much that we don't know mm -hmm. and we have to operate on the you know the theoretical side mm -hmm. and you cannot really prove if you can prove these theories and like just make <laughs> i mean i guess like it's just going to be nobel prizes all around um and like it's it's going to be hard for sure i think um, stem really needs to work on being able to make education a lot more accessible for different types of learners mm -hmm. with different types of like educational slash financial backgrounds or like social economic backgrounds as well you know yeah it's hard i i absolutely agree with you man i wish classes were easier for me <laughs> i also wish classes were easier for me yeah yeah it's been it's been rough but like i'm glad i'm, I'm glad that we uh, survived those classes me too you know? and we and sniffed the can of academic equality <sighs> we're not gonna open it anymore yeah. we're closing it and putting it away <laughs> We are closing it, we are putting it away, we're not going to talk about it ever again. <laughs> yeah, but um, this is perfect. We actually have reached the hour mark. Nice. And, um, yeah, wow. so this is, this is really nice. Yeah, thank you for being a guest on my podcast. Of course, thanks for having me. Of course, and I do have a script for the outro okay. as well. So professional. <laughs> yeah. Go so, for it. Yeah. All right, all right. So, okay, so um, where, where was I? Oh, oh, well, okay, that's <laughs> We are so professional, you guys. Um, okay, well, that's all the time we have uh, for today on The Chicken Drummies, where my friend Lisa and I just discussed uh, the fact that this podcast is completely legal mm -hmm. and um, education should be accessible for everyone. If you want to help out during the COVID-19 pandemic, consider donating money to your local food bank, the CDC, or a hospital of your choice. And wear your mask. This has been Lillian from Chicken Drinks. Yes, and wear your mask. Please, do not manspread on a metro and that's kind of scary. Um, hmm. Yeah. This has been Lillian from Chicken Drummies, and thank you for listening. Have a jolly good quarantine. Yay! Outro jingle. Ah. <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty, and I will end my All end right, of the recording stuff. now. <laughs>